showtime. It's the pre- Are you ready? Power. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I'm building an alliance. God bless the internet. Okay, let's party. It's showtime. It's time for the Alliance Guys podcast with your hosts Kevin Frazier, Jaden, DKM, and Jay Cal. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Alliance Guys podcast, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. My name is Jay Cal, and obviously that's not DKM. That's not Jaden. It's not even Kevin Frazier. That's our very own Jeremy wrestling with the MMA. You guys know him from the other Alliance guys. Welcome to the show, pal. What's up, guys? Uh, well, everyone. I don't want to just single out one thing here. I mean, you can. No one's gonna. No one's gonna foul you for that. Real quick, because I know people are asking tonight. I am drinking the Kirkland brand of sparkling ice, black raspberry flavor. That's become the sparkling ice beverage has become the official drink of the uh, of the podcast, if you will. So, I've got Barks root beer. Hey, I'll take that too, all day, every day. Barks is delicious. It's prefer- good. It says it on the can. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> you, if it's on the can, it can't be a lie. So, how are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing well, and yourself? Good, man. And thanks for jumping in. I see some of our friends are in the chat, so I want to take a second to say hi to everybody because I see our pal Tim's here. James is here. Mr. Dave Scooby's in the house. Luthez is here. Willie Bowen. And uh, and Devin Dowling, my um, unofficial official son. I just uh, <laughs> learned today that he's young enough to be my son. So I saw that. I saw that. Thank you all for joining. Interesting exchange. Yeah, we. You know, I love, I love doing this podcast uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays both because we get such a great uh, turnout, so so much support. You know that hashtag NWA fam. It really goes beyond just you know going to the live events. We sit here every Tuesday and Thursday, and Wednesday. Yeah. I don't want to leave out Wednesdays, and we talk so much NWA. We literally the collective of of the the six of us, maybe seven of us. We produce so much content just talking about those three historic letters, the NWA, and it's so cool that I that all of our friends are able to jump on with a chat and, and just talk all these uh, about this uh, brand that we all like watching. Yeah, yeah, definitely. By the way, check this out. Just got it in the mail today. The Alliance mug. Nice. Seen, you know what? I never bought it before, and I finally decided to buy it, and... Uh, that's a damn good mug. Like my whole fat hand that is here. clean. It's very clean. And it'll be I like that beveled edge there on the bottom. Right? The beveled edge. And it looks like it would be very good for soup. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a soup out of a coffee cup kind of guy. So I can get behind that. You know, it, and it's it's here in California, it feels like it's summer 24-7, but you know, it's actually dipped into like the 70s. 
lately and then, like i was able to go to bed without the air conditioning on for a change so i'm uh, i'm excited that we're heading into this fall weather i i it, we've had 70 once this week <laughs> yeah it's already getting cold here it's dropped it, it dropped down to the 30s oh well, you, a couple you, nights ago you're gonna be getting snow very soon <laughs> no snow no snow i, I well, think i snow but just on just on the mountains i i just i i want it on the mountains that's where we need it at the most you know i i was actually out in colorado last year um yeah. i not not denver but like um what is it called it was the hoity-toity I had miles and we used all of our miles to, to stay at this really like affluent hotel. The people we were literally eating breakfast next to were talking about their yachts in Florida and how yeah. they come to Colorado for Christmas time and spend the rest of the year in Florida. And I was just like, man, I, I don't belong here. It's, it's, it's insane out here. The, the houses that, that I've seen are, are nuts. Oh man. That's that's great, you know, and it's funny because we were like looking, not not looking to buy, but just out of curiosity, we we're looking at houses out there, like, you know, uh, just insane, <laughs> just insane, yeah, yeah. million dollar homes, uh, uh, you know, they look like cabins, but mm -hmm. multi million dollar homes. Anyways, that's enough real estate talk for uh, for tonight's <laughs> episode of the Alliance Guys podcast. Jeremy, what did you think of Power this week? Eh. We'll, we'll get more into that because eh, I, I don't feel too much different than that. Eh. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I, I really want to get off my chest right now, and I hope you will uh, entertain me here for a minute, is, okay. uh, you know, it was the second episode of this season when they announced that we had a number one contender for the women's, uh, women's championship. And um, now I can't find the graphic because um, that would have made it too easy, but we had, uh, I was entirely convinced that we were going to have, uh, stand by, stand by. We were going to have this as our number one contender walking into hard times three. Yeah. And let's be real. Taya Valkyrie is an incredible performer, incredible athlete. Um, everything that she has done for the NWA, she has done well. Uh, yeah. we know that, um, this kind of invisible storyline that transcends just the NWA, but like XPW, this rivalry uh, is now spilling out into AAA. Well, in fact, we'll see it play out this weekend when Camille and Taya Valkyrie are going to go one-on-one -on -one for the Reynas de Reynas championship. That happens Saturday. And again, this imaginary feud that maybe only you and, and, and I and, and maybe a few of the viewers here have noticed is now put on the back burner and for the most ridiculous reason at least storyline wise because yeah. bully ray went to william patrick corgan and said hey tie it in and beat kylan i think kylan should get another shot that's egregious man that's insane because she didn't get beat i mean essentially that negates any triple threat match going down the road uh, we should never have another triple threat match to determine a number one contender in the NWA. If it could be negated just by saying, well, she didn't beat the other person. 
it, it I believe the the word tossed out yesterday on the other alliance guys was weak story. Yeah. It, it this is the this is the issue one of the main if not the major the most major issue that I have with triple threats is because there's always that plot hole. There's always that that opening for someone to kind of well you didn't pin me but you didn't pin anybody either so what's right. your argument here the stipulation of the match was that it was a triple threat exactly and the thing that's even more egregious to me is it wasn't reported that kylan king went to william patrick corgan but yet bully ray yeah what's, what's his like uh what, what's his piece in all of this i mean I get it. He's a part of the NWA now. He's his influence has kind of went from just being a uh, a person who talked about it on Busted Open Radio to someone who's an actual active participant and has had now a couple of matches in the NWA. Um, and I get it that he's trained both Kylan King and Camille. But you know what what what's his dog in this hunt? Where why is he put butting his nose in this? It, it, it really I don't feel like he had anything to do for this match. And, and again, we, we were supposed to be getting Taya versus Camille. And I just feel like that's, you know, uh, Luthez said it right here. Lazy booking. Lazy booking. And our pal Dave exactly. said, our pal Dave pointed out probably one of the real reasons is that impact tapings are the same weekend in Vegas, which is, again, that's completely fine. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't even have a problem with Kylan King being the, challenger for this title my problem is is they knew you know the, the the this match that happened on tuesday and the match that happened in the first of the season uh literally were the same day or the same two-day period so what changed from night one to night two and why all of a sudden did those impact tapings change the outcome of the match if 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 all along we knew that ty wasn't going to be available then maybe they should have just let kylan win the match you know, unceremoniously and not have to do uh, a, a replay, a, a redo, uh, uh, another match. What, what, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? When did tickets uh, have tickets one went on sale for this yet? <sighs> I don't think they did. Um, I mean, they're, they're on sale now, obviously. Um, but I don't know exactly when they started. I, I, <sighs> I just since I since I all this came to light and everything, it's just been nagging at me that it was potential ticket sales to boost pot potential ticket sales. That's that's actually not a bad thought process. I, and from a business standpoint, I completely get it. As with any wrestling card, there's always that little asterisk card subject to change. Right. But. Again, this if you knew about it then, why not stretch this out and, and make it to where it wasn't a triple threat match? Find a different way to work Kylan into this. Yeah. Just, again, weak, lazy booking. It, it's, pardon my French, but a shitty story. Well, and, and we do know, uh, well, I mean, let me rephrase that. The rumors are that the OGK have uh, have been uh, finished now with uh, Impact Wrestling. Now, what yeah. happens next for them? Hint, hint, wink, wink. 
Uh, we don't really know, but they, I believe they're going to be a part of hard times. Uh, but like our pal Luthes says, uh, the NWA never being a wrestling a wrestler's priority is really getting old. Yeah. And a hundred percent. I mean, we saw it with the Briscoes, right? They put the Briscoes over to the moon, put them in the Crockett cup, gave them the Crockett cup. Now, honestly, they were probably the right team to win it. Right. It's yeah. just another uh, accolade for one of the greatest tag teams of this era. And, but, and it fit the storyline of, of them getting robbed of the, uh, of their, shot the last time yeah absolutely um and then the the payoff though is we all kind of expected to see a showdown between la rebellion and uh the briscoes and yep. we, we got the in-ring action but we never got a conclusion to that match where the titles were on the line and and it was a big event you know that right. unfortunately they were able to get re-signed um Dave Scooby also points out again that Ty is currently a knockouts tag champ with Rosemary, which again, this is all fine and good, but I think maybe the bigger problem, the, the twofold is number one, uh, you know, a part-time wrestling promotion has a hard time keeping top tier talent exclusive uh, when they only run, you know, every, every few months. That's the first problem. The second problem is, is this is the second pay-per-view in a row where a wrestler was slated to be the number one contender by winning a series of matches or a match only to have that number one contendership mean absolutely nothing when it, uh, before the pay-per-view, the, the number one contendership was revoked. Yeah. And I think that's problematic. And again, I'll go back to what uh, Luthes said, lazy booking. Because, yep. you know, I mean, we just saw them do this to Nick Aldis and Nick Aldis had to eat some humble pie and say, oh, gee, Garsh, you know, I guess uh, I'm just going to work the undercard and, and be the best darn Nick Aldis I can be when they totally robbed him. I, I'm going to say, I'm not even a Nick Aldis guy. Jeremy, you and I are probably the most anti-Nick Aldis guys in our collective of the Alliance. And he got robbed. Yeah. And, and if you didn't want him to have that title shot, if you didn't want Ty to have that title shot, then why the hell did you give him that victory? It just yeah. looks stupid, yeah. right? I mean, tell me what you think about that. It, it it made absolutely no sense, and and like you said, I am. There's a video somewhere on, on YouTube of Doc Stinson from uh, this is the pro wrestling NWA podcast um, where he was congratulating Nick Aldis on on whatever however many days yeah. and me I, I'm at the end of it and I'm just like yeah no I'm not congratulating you for anything so I don't like the guy somehow I still haven't been blocked by him but Amazing. right but uh, it just lazy booking it, it's it's again though it's booking for one. We've said it's been said here a bunch. This is booking for Billy. Billy's booking what Billy wants to see. You know, this is just Billy booking yeah. for, for him. He's got his action figures. He's got his toy. He's got his ring now. I can do this however I see fit, however I want to. And more power to him. It's his company. You know, yes. 
Yes, and that's and that's the the, the bitter pill we all have to swallow. Yeah, Man paid for that brand. He paid for all of the right to do all of this, and whether we like it or not, that's how it goes. This is you know this is Billy Championship Wrestling from Billy. You know this yeah. is baby. And regard uh, and regardless of how how many episodes are, eh, I'm still here every week, twice yeah. a week, and I talk about it for at least an hour. Well, we're scared. We, we, we slot an hour. We say an hour. We we never go an hour. It's the longest 60 minutes of pro <laughs> wrestling talk because it always go 90 minutes. Yep. Which is fine. That's, I mean, I think that's awesome because if you guys have that much to talk about, um, you know, we had the, the great thing about this hashtag NWA fam is if you listen to this show or you listen to the other Alliance guys, or even the pre-party, each show has a kind of a different theme and a different format and a different a different voice. Oh, so yeah. Even though the pre-party is me and the Alliance guy is usually me and, and, and DKM and Jaden, the, the tone of the show is two two different shows. And just like your your guys' show, the other Alliance guys, it's a very different tone. And, and really, we all want the same thing. All three shows want a good NWA to talk about. It's just that on this this hour, this hour, two hour show, we typically tell you what we think they did wrong. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we don't like the brand. Anyways, uh, uh, Tim says at this rate, there's probably a fifty percent chance that Rolando Freeman will be named number one contender to the world's title. Please do not speak that. No, you just spoke it into existence, Tim. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be a four way now. Somebody call up Yvonne and have him uh, recreate the graphic. And that's another thing. And I heard you call you called it out, and I appreciate you for saying it. They still don't have a junior heavyweight championship graphic yet, although Kerry Morton's the number one contender. Tinfoil hat on. Taya was the number one contender. We never got a graphic for her match. We still don't have a great. Maybe Homicide loses the title. He, they said this Saturday, Homicide is going to be facing Doug Williams. Maybe Doug Williams comes out on top. That could well with with Harry going to MLW now. Doug's got to do something. And and honestly, could you think of a worse guy? I mean, wait, I said that wrong. No, no. Could you think of a better guy than? Oh God, I, that's gonna. That's going to be just as fun as Homicide's run was early on. It, it got kind of stale there towards the end, here towards this back end of it, but that'd be fun. I, I think when he's wrestling uh, Ricky Morton, I kind of feel like they jumped the shark. You know, it's like yeah. there's a lot more guys that are out there that are available. I mean, you, you brought in Peter Avalon, you still have. Guys like Gags the Gimp and Sal, your pal, or whatever the hell he's called now. There's still a lot of junior heavyweights on the roster. There's still a lot of junior heavyweights that are out there who are basically free agents. I mean, I would love to see a best of seven between Homicide and Rhett Titus. But with all things being considered, if Homicide's wrestling Ricky Morton on a pay-per-view... That... That just, I don't understand that. But again, Billy booking. Yeah, and, and it's a shame because, like I said, there's a lot of good junior heavyweights. I'm going to go back to some of the other comments, but I have to jump to this one first. Dave Scooby says, does Jay Spade call out Carrie? 
I would love that. I I like long term storytelling. We haven't Please? seen Jay Spade. Please. Yeah, we haven't seen Jay Spade in a while. And remember, Jay Spade is actually a product of the Wildcat uh, wrestling group. I I don't want to say he's officially been trained by Luke Hawk, but we know that Jay Spade has spent a lot of time with the Wildcat promotion. So uh, that'd be kind of cool if he did show up. I think that would be right. great. Because he did win that number one contenders match, but never got his match. The, it's already written in. The, yeah. the story's already written for it. And this isn't lazy booking. This is, hey, remember booking. I mean, yep. uh, James Bell wrote uh, a diatribe here, and I want to get to it. I don't know how I feel about it. I haven't really read it all the way through, but I will now. My cons- This is James Bell. I'm speaking for James right now. My conspiracy is Nick and Mickey are out to harm the NWA. And first move is Mickey going to Impact for her farewell tour. Blocking in power this year and now scheduling to hurt the NWA women's division. Well, James, that's not a horrible conspiracy theory with the exception that, number one, uh, Empowered was put on the back shelf because uh, our pal William Patrick Corgan didn't want to have uh, a whole pay-per-view on the anniversary show weekend dedicated to women's wrestling. Now, he has said that it's going to come back at some point, and I I kind of agree with that decision um, because, you know, the next night, when it was the all men's paper or when it was the, not the empower pay-per-view, it wasn't an all men's pay-per-view. It was still a mixed bag. Um, I think having an all women's pay-per-view is still important, still something that they should do. Uh, but I don't think at the expense of the 70 or the uh, anniversary shows, I think leaving those as two night specials with integrated cards, I think is uh, yeah. a better look for the NWA, at least during that weekend. Yeah. The other time I would have no problem with a women's, all women's pay-per-view, especially with the NWA, the what they've been able to do in the past. But um I don't think that I don't think that happened. Yeah. The 74 should be that's your that's celebrating the history of your of your company. You've got two days to worth of scheduling that you can do. You can figure out a way to book it heavy women's matches, you know, or or completely even book it completely even men's and women's matches well i mean uh if 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 by next year at the 75th anniversary you know we should have maybe a third division for the women's wrestlers as yeah heavily rumored to have that tv title the women's tv title um you know over two nights you could have look we saw camille defend the title two nights in a row yeah uh, like it had empowered the year before and we saw the women's the women's tag team on night number two. Uh, but we, we we got a lot of great women's action on both nights. So I, I don't feel like it hurt the women's division by not having that pay-per-view that night. But I still think no, they should bring all. it back. I still think they should bring it back. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even if, you know, maybe it's not a full-on pay-per-view. Maybe it's just, a you know, a special for, for fight. You know, they just do a series of women matches for empower doesn't necessarily need to be a pay-per-view Not Which that is something that they were supposed is as promised in your your annual pass anyways is fight exclusive stuff which we haven't seen yet other than you get to exclusively watch power on tuesday uh-huh. instead of friday man you were like reading my mind because i actually have a graphic for that too because this weekend last weekend um, the NWA held uh, in conjunction with um, 
they held this event at Navarro Farms. Now, I'm not sure who Navarro Farms are, yeah. uh, but they brought uh, NWA matches to this to the Navarro farm. And I don't have any results. I don't know anything that really happened, but I couldn't get it out. I, just showed it I kept thinking this entire time, like how great would it have been if they had filmed this for exclusive content for power, you know, or not power, but for the fight exclusive, you know, uh, subscription. Yeah. And, and I don't understand again, and this is something that's been brought up and on your stream and, and on the other Alliance guys is that there are multiple opportunities out there where they have NWA talent appearing here, appearing there, and no one gets that captured. They, they don't send They, they, I'm sure if you if you stood at the door and said, "Hey, I'll buy you a ticket if you film, and then send me film my match," I'll buy your I'll buy you a ticket. If you don't have somebody going with you as the wrestler, you can't spend a couple of bucks to have them film that and then say, "Hey, Billy, here, invest in yourself at least." That's I mean, look, that's that's honestly, I I think every wrestler should be doing that. I think. You know, this isn't the WWE, right? And every right. single wrestler on the roster is trying to find an edge, trying to way to, you know, survive the indies, if you will. You know, not everyone has the ability like Matt Cardona to get booked in Europe and booked in Australia and make right. money traveling the world. Some of these guys are literally working at the local 7-Eleven until it's bell time, you know? And yep. if, if I were a grappler of, of the pro wrestling sorts, I would tape every single one of my matches and put it on a YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, and, and, and promote the hell out of it. And, you know, hey, this weekend I'm going to be wrestling for the NWA over here. But if you want to see some of my other matches, go to my YouTube channel. That'd be like every other tweet. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, going back to what the uh, original uh, discussion was is, uh, you know, there's no poster art for uh, for Carrie Morton. So, like, like Dave Scooby says, maybe he, Jay Spade gets called out by Kerry Morton. Um, that that might happen. Maybe I don't know. Uh, Luthez wants you to know that uh, all the spheres wrestling with the MMA. It's confirmed. It's been confirmed, guys. He he wasn't afraid of me though. He had no problem blocking me. <laughs> well, he knows that if he blocks me, he won't be able to see all the shit that I talk about him. <laughs> Which you know that's that's fine but i talk shit too but i really don't talk a whole lot a lot that's, about him you know that's but still <clears throat> um willie bowen with his tyrus joke of the day i made sure to read it and it's uh it's a lot cleaner than yesterday's tyrus should wear a mask and then be called the cholesterol kid <laughs> let me know if you can find a mask big enough for tyrus um Willie also brings up Laredo Kid would be great in the NWA USA roster. I'm not really sure what his status is. I know he does a lot with AAA. I don't know if he's under contract or just is a free agent there. Um, I've seen. I, him. I would love to see more luchadors. Period in the NWA. 
Um, you know, it was just a few months ago. I get the, a year ago, a year ago last month, I was sitting there in Tijuana, Mexico, watching our NWA World Tag Team Champions not defend the belts, but show up in the crash in Lucha, uh, Lucha Libre crash in Tijuana. Yep. And shortly after that show, Mecha Wolf tweeted at Billy, Billy, if you want to do an, a show in Mexico, Tijuana's the place. And I keep thinking, man, like it would be such an easy travel for all these guys. They literally could fly into San Diego or fly into TJ Hill. It doesn't matter. You could literally walk across the border. I've done it multiple times. Yeah. And that venue is so historic and it's literally built for pro wrestling. When I'm in there, I'm thinking, wow, it reminded me a lot of the Grand Olympic Auditorium, which is now a Korean church here in California, but it used to be the the mecca of pro wrestling in Southern California, much like Madison Square Garden in New York. Yeah. And to me, you know, I don't know if that's so advantageous for Billy and the NWA, but man, if they just did a joint card with the crash and and really kind of you know, bring Homicide in to defend the junior World Junior Heavyweight title. Hell, bring Trevor Murdoch in and have him defend that title against a well-known Luchador. Hell, Blue Demon Junior. I'm telling you, I know it's it, he's a much, much older guy, and he gets dwarfed by Trevor Murdoch. But if you're trying to pop a Lucha crowd and have some historical significance for the NWA, boom, you can do it very easily just by doing that. And And... and- Mexico just flat out they love wrestling. Yeah. You and, know, if you if you if 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 you were uh, I'm sure if you were to just hire a street team, slap up some posters on, on some walls and some some light poles and, and, and TJ NWA and see just just track the metrics on it on, on Twitter and see if it if it pops up. And and I I don't know I don't know that the NWA carries the same value that it used to in Mexico, but I would say this, it'd be very easily to come up with some guys in the United States that would pop a crowd in Mexico that are already currently associated with the NWA. El Rudo. El Rudo would do very well. Of course he would. Uh, Luke Hawks has history with crash. Um, of course, La Rebellion. There yep. like, that La Rebellion that we get in the NWA is just a fraction of what La Rebellion Amaria was in Mexico. It was very NWO-ish and especially in Tijuana, a lot of a lot of the growth, a lot of what happened with that group was based out of that uh, out of that auditorium. So it'd be very, very cool if you know La Rebellion returned, um, you know, maybe with some of their prospects, some of their members. And then you bring in guys like you know Rhett Titus, he could put Rhett Titus in the ring with just about anybody and you're gonna get a, yeah. a high caliber match. You know, homicide. Uh, you know, against the Laredo kid would be it would be nuts. It would be killer. And now, and now I'm fantasy booking a, a card for Mexico, and uh, <laughs> that's not what I had on the agenda for tonight. But man, I, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, I do want to say what's up to James H. Jackson. He's in the house. I see Carlton's here. What's up, guys? Glad you guys got here. Uh, you, you haven't missed a whole lot. We're just book, fantasy booking Mexico, wondering why the NWA decides to name number one contenders only to change their minds. And uh, and we're also um, want to hear your conspiracy theory about the NWA. Uh, leave it in the comments. We'd love to read them. Uh, 
Uh, Dave Scooby, who's very excited to see El Rudo, Sam Adonis. Uh, he'll be at the MLW show in October. Yep. And I don't know if that's the end of uh, El Rudo in the NWA. And, I, and with that being said, you know, we know British Bulldog will be working. Excuse me, Harry Smith will be working MLW as well. I don't necessarily know that's the end of him in the NWA either. I don't know. Um, I I know that a while back that MLW was looking to do exclusive contracts with talent, but I'm not sure how well that worked out in his favor. I'm, I, I know that there was a lot of backlash about it. Having some insider knowledge about the contracts that a lot of talents signed with MLW, they're not paying guys to be exclusive. No, I mean if it, if they stepped up their game, great because you know I'm always rooting for the boys to get that paycheck. But from my understanding, some of those guys were they're no, and 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 that I'll do a callback to comment earlier of talent not making the NWA a priority. Right. Is the NWA doing anything to make them feel that they're a priority in the NWA? Yeah. As far as padding their pocketbook, you know, pay-wise and stuff. And I don't think they are. You know, and I don't know that they can. You know, um, we know that during uh, COVID and all the restrictions, there were had, uh, there were a couple of talents who were still on the payroll, and some of them were paid very handsomely. Some of them were not, you know. And and there was a reason. Some why of them were paid two hundred and fifty dollars a month, and they were holding a title. And yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spill a name or anything, but they were holding a title. We interviewed people who were asking for their releases because they wanted to go pursue other opportunities while the NWA was, uh, you know, on, on pause. Yep. So, and, and, uh, you know, with that being said, it's just in a perfect world, you know, Billy would be able to, to, to spend, 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 and really get his ROI on all of this. But again, when you have a wrestling show that's generating income via YouTube and via fight, I don't know that they're making the kind of money that they can, you know, really go all in on talent like the way they should. But but we see a lot of great talent who have stuck around uh, despite whatever the pay is. I mean, look, you got Chris Adonis, who's been around since uh, the the return of NWA. You've got Tom Latimer, who's who's still here. Nick Aldis is still here. Um, In in recent months, we've seen uh, uh, Matt Cardona and then EC3. And Trevor Murdoch stuck around. Trevor Murdoch stuck around. And the Pope stuck around. Aaron. Aaron Stevens stuck around. Tyrus, you know, debuted uh, really? on, the, on the, the this year. Not this year. Last year, 2021, when they came back from the pause. Yeah. Uh, and, and, again, we're seeing some more top-tier talent. Uh, you know, the professional, Brian Meyer. Uh, you know, I said, like, EC3. Uh, you know, Bully Ray Deadly. Oh, these guys don't work for free. No. And I don't think they're giving Billy any sort of, you know, homeboy discount. I think they're, you know, they expect to be paid what they're getting paid and they go out there and put on the show that they're supposed to. Um, But with all that being said, like, you know, 
there was talent that asked for releases so that they can go pursue other opportunities while the NWA was paused. And, uh, you know, until the NWA can step up from this part-time promotion to a full-time promotion, I think they're always going to have these issues where they're make other, the wrestlers are always going to have other priorities. You got to go with who's paying you the best. Yeah. I, as a fan, I don't think we have a right to be angry with that because, you know, if I have a job and I'm not getting paid what I think I deserve, well, then I'm going to go find another job that's going to pay me what I'm, what I feel like I'm deserving. Yep. Um, some of the comments that uh, I haven't been able to get to because I've been rambling so much. Uh, Carlton, in regards to the NWA, says those three letters is all you need because it carries a lot of tradition and legacy. Yes, but not in Mexico. Remember, there was a falling out between EML and the National Wrestling Alliance, and that carried over to when they became CMLL. And the uh, you know, this was several years ago, but the NWA actually uh sent them cease and desist letters for them using the nwa names for their titles a lot of muckery happened but nothing really changed and i don't know that we'll see the nwa really have a close relationship with cmll uh maybe triple a i saw someone else mention triple a and and oh yeah it was actually carlton said it uh nwa could do shows with triple a more often i think that'd be stellar but again the triple a would be carrying those events like, yes, yeah. you can have Nick Aldis go down to Mexico and wrestle some of the top stars of Mexico, uh, but fans are going to be there to see the AAA wrestlers, not not the NWA guys. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that to be disrespectful, but you know, if, if you bring in Mecha Wolf and Bastia Say Say Say, of course they're going to be over. And and honestly, Nick Aldis is such a good worker that he will win the fans over. But people aren't paying a ticket for Nick Aldis in Mexico; they just yeah. aren't. No, they're going to pay a ticket forever. It's across the ring from it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if that's, that's, that's a luchador. You know, if it's Trevor Murdoch, they're not paying for that either. No, no. But, you know, no. You, 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 bring in, you bring in some of the top guys uh, in the United States that work a lucha style, um, and I think they can do very well in Mexico. Um, and then James has a great idea. Have a 30-minute happening around the NWA show showing NWA talent wrestling and defending different company territories. That would be great. And I think that goes back to some uh, the premium content that you could find only on fight. And if they did do that, I'd, that'd be phenomenal. I mean, what yeah. do you think about that? I, I, I love that idea. And, and again, it, it would fit into that exclusive content for, for fight that, that it says that you would get with your annual subscription, you know, Content is key in this business right now. Content is key, period, right now. You know, so whatever, yeah, whatever they can get highlighting their, their talent, utilize that, you know, these guys, they're, they're at the end of the day, they're, they're independent wrestlers. So they're not just working NWA shows. But you can highlight what they're doing outside of that, outside of the NWA. You know, case in point, right? The Saturday, Camille versus Ty Valkyrie. Now, this is going to be on pay-per-view for um, AAA. So, again, I don't think you're going to be able to use that match. But certainly I, they could have footage from it. I don't think that would be a problem. Uh, and, you know, that's something they'd have to work out with the promoters. But, you know, if they're using Camille 
and allowing to her to carry the Burke and referring to her as the NWA Women's World Champion. I think it would be smart. You know, honestly, take a well, step back here. They should have been promoting this match on power uh, in, in conjunction with AAA and showing more footage from both those females to try to hype us, you know, um, those of us watching the NWA to go plop down 40 bucks or 30 bucks to watch uh, the AAA pay-per-view, which will be available on fight. Yep. And, and they don't necessarily have to have video footage of that fight though. They could do, they could do the old WWE trick of the night after WrestleMania yeah. where you get picture highlights Yeah. and you, you got commentary running over it, you know, and, uh, you know, with all this being said, this doesn't have to be a, a weekly show. This is something they could do every quarter. They could something they could do every month. Yeah. And and honestly, you know, of it course. It could be a new iteration of the circle squared. Or, yes. Or outside it, of the ropes or something. Or, or they could use the same kind of format for the 10 pounds of gold and use it per champion, whichever show they're, uh, you know, whichever champion they're showcasing. You know, it's the Burke, it could be like, you know, a a themed event that talks about everything Camille's doing as champion. Um, that would be a great way to bring that that 10 pounds of gold back. And, and you know, with all that being said, we know that Scion is going to be defending the national championship in uh, Homer Glen, Illinois, this, this, this Friday, tomorrow night. And he's facing against Cal Hero. And, and again... We'll probably never see Cal Hero in an NWA match, but the fact of the matter is that he's going to challenge for the for the uh, national championship. So and, he's a big deal somewhere. Yeah, and the NWA is allowing that to happen. Yeah. Why not take some of that footage? And again, when you have Sion in a sit-down interview with Joe Galley talking about what the national title means to him, you could show some of these matches that the fans haven't seen before. And these are terms that you could work out with the promoter. You know, I'm going to have somebody come. I'm going to have somebody come in, or my wrestler's got somebody that's going to videotape his match, no other match. Yeah, just his match, their match, and then we're going to utilize not the entire match, but we'll utilize clips of it or something, or the entire match, or, or if it's good enough, or. Like you said, clip it and tell yeah. people they can go to watch it in its entirety, which is helping the other promotion. Oh, what exactly. is that? Energy. See, now we're just speaking too much logic going on for the NWA now. Yeah. And you have to understand, too, Billy doesn't exactly play well with others. That's been well documented. Um, you know, we, we, we would love to say, like, yeah, you know, NWA versus MLW, NWA versus Championship Wrestling. You know, but that's not going to happen. No. No. Um, we just need to kind of be happy with what we're getting. The rumors are that there's going to be more wrestling in 2023. Um, you know, we're all waiting on bated breath, but hopefully, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. And, and James brings up the fact, and, and I like this, James brings up the fact, it kind of feels like the solution is to have a loose territory system. And, and he points out that meaning he tried and true, Wildcat, et cetera, et cetera, use that stuff more, 100%. And I don't know 
I don't know if that benefits Wildcat. I don't know if that benefits tried and true, but at the very least, their wrestlers would be appearing on NWA content that would help them get more exposure. Wow. You know, I don't know if that really helps Wildcat, and I don't know if that really helps tried and true. Um, but at the same time, you know, like what what the NWA should be doing right now is not so much building gates, but building content. Yeah. And you know, for example, and I'm not a huge control your narrative guy, but they had all those control your narrative shows that as soon as um, Braun Strowman went back to WWE, they canceled those shows. And I kept thinking, man, if Billy could just go in there and bring the NWA and, and maybe not even advertise it as such, but, you know, a CYN versus NWA series of shows that you could have had an extended feud with Tom Latimer and EC3. You know, it could have been a war. And yeah. it could have all been content that have been, would have been available to us on on Fight. You know, the, the, the whole CYN would have ticket sales. They would have, you know, hey, oh, look, Nick Aldis is on the show. Hey, look, you know, Tom Latimer's here. Oh, hey, look, Trevor Murdoch's going to defend the 10 pounds of gold against EC3 at this event. All of these things, I think, would have been uh, a smart move. Yeah, yeah. It, it with with the sin with, with the 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 cyn thing that that is a very intriguing. Um, I don't want to call them a stable or, or but I, I I don't necessarily want to say that they're a promotion that they were a promotion either, because they never really got off of the ground per se. Right. You know. Um, but that would have been a great way to, to keep that going and to integrate it into the, to the NWA. Well, there was a lot of guys that were a part of control your narrative who let, let's face it. A lot of, a lot of the NWA seemingly feels like the Island of misfit toys, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Trevor Murdoch was all but retired before power kicked off September 30th, 2019. Like I, I literally said a few words to him. I, I overheard him talking to uh, David Marquez. That guy wasn't planning on being there. He was he was asked to come, and I think he I think he thought he was coming in as an agent. And they're like, "Hey, Trevor, did you bring your work? You know, your work clothes?" And he's, "Yeah, all right, man. You're gonna be in there with Ricky Starks. Put over freaking Ricky Starks. Help Ricky Starks look like a like a future champion right there." Um, that was that was probably my most favorite match. Yeah, and that that first the date that he's that he's had really. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and I, I think really the uh, you you look at that and it was like wow that was, that was rad you know and and he wasn't supposed to be there. Um, uh, but the same way that's control, pretty cool though. Yeah, and control your narrative. Um, you know it's the same thing where like. They take talents who have kind of got like a maybe a negative perception about them. EC3 is one of those guys. Uh, Austin Aries is one of those guys. Some people believe Flip Gordon is one of those guys. Um, and like some of the talent they've surrounded themselves with, like uh, Blake Bulletproof Troop, who had his wrestling debut at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, but is a, a pretty well-known MMA fighter. You know, yeah. they, they had some pretty cool guys involved with that group. And, you know, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Homicide versus Austin Aries again. 
I wouldn't mind seeing Homicide versus Flip Gordon. No. I, I wouldn't have mind seeing EC3 and Tom Latimer on more than one occasion. You know, there, there's a lot of cool stuff that they could have done. They just didn't. Yeah. It's funny. James, James kind of says what I'm thinking, too. And he says, how come we can armchair and create good ideas with this stuff? And the NWA comes up with nothing. Uh, the biggest reason why is because we have uh, there's no such thing as no to us. There's no such thing nope. as uh, like we're we're wide eyed and dreaming big. Where the NWA de- definitely has limitations of what they can and can't do. You know, we can say, oh, they should work with AAA. I don't have a bottom line that I have to worry about whenever I'm saying all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and with that being said, like, did AAA request the NWA to work with them? Because let's be honest, right in the upper echelon of pro wrestling you know by far wwe is king right there they stand higher than anybody and and below them not aew but new japan pro wrestling and then maybe aew's right around there but i mean we're talking about a significant drop off between new japan and aew yeah and and then we start thinking about just international wrestling promotions because there's still pro wrestling noah there's all japan there is uh there's AAA, there's CMLL, there's Impact, there's wrestling promotions in the UK. And then we, you know, all those promotions mix in with the NWA. Maybe AAA doesn't see the NWA as a viable option to work with. You know, and I'm not trying to, again, I love the NWA. <laughs> Sorry, Devin and I have an inside joke now. Where's Paola? <laughs> <laughs> she, she's still sitting in the crowd. On Twitter or Instagram or whatever, she's uh she's in catering, waiting for them to say they have something for her to do. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, there's got to be a demand on both sides. It's got to be mutually beneficial. You know, uh, WWE wants Mickey James to come back for the Royal Rumble because it's a feel good moment. It's kind of a way of apologizing for the the way she was let go from the company. In right. order for Mickey to do that, she's like, you have to put over the fact that I'm the Impact Women's Champion. And it makes sense. It works right. on both sides. And that was that was a great that was a great move, you yeah. know, for on, on her part. If if she did, if, if that was what she said, you know, you got to put this over. Oh, if she you're, I'll come in. She did. Then oh, yeah, yeah, that was a great move on her part. Then for she sure, had, she had all the bargaining chips in this one, and it's True. like they could they could have said, "Oh, okay, we just aren't going to use you." But I think, and I honestly, I don't know particulars. I wasn't in on the conversation, but I'm positive that they were like, look, let, let us make this up to you. How can we make things right? Yeah. Because it was very shitty the way they let her go. That was horrible. Absolutely horrible. You and just don't not, do that to somebody. Well, it's not even the first time. That's right. Not, that's the awful part. That woman carried your women's division for quite some time, both as a diva and as an actual wrestler. Gave it and, legitimacy. And yes, and they just let her go like that. That's 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 terrible. Uh, and then uh, our pal James also adds in, but I get it, it's only Billy's wallet, but there are ways to create extra content on the cheap 100%. Yeah, during, during COVID, I was, I was screaming from the top of my lungs, Look, how hard would it be to rent out a warehouse, paint the inside of it black, put a ring inside of it, you know, have everyone, uh, What's the word? Uh, uh, COVID, you had to... Social distance. Well, not only social distance, but you had to kind of like uh, 
quarantine. Yes, you quarantine. We're in a bubble. You put a yes, the bubble. You create a bubble in a warehouse. They shoot for like two weeks, two weeks straight. Nothing but wrestle, 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 wrestle. You have content for the next. What we're learning, they do like months of programming with two days of TV tapings. Imagine if they had had weeks of recording wrestling in a studio, no audience, uh, only necessary personnel. Everyone's quarantined there together. It would have been great team building. It would have been, you know, obviously those who have wives and kids at home, that would be rough. But, you know, they, they, they hang out for a week. Everyone's getting fed. Everyone's getting taken care of. Well, and there's, there, there, there's other alternatives to just a, to a, a warehouse as well. Hotels and stuff weren't seeing a whole lot of business at that point. You know? Yeah. And, and with that being said, like somebody, <laughs> I have inside information. Um, I know that there had been more than one person. Uh, oh, what's the name of the company? Oh, man. <sighs> High spots. They got to me. High spots. High spots has an arena. Yeah. Spots has a studio. Yeah. Hi, the NWA had connections to High Spots during COVID. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I just it, it. I think once Billy has his mind set on something, there there's no telling him no. He yeah. had his heart set on being involved in wrestling. He got he he finally got involved in it. Then he got his heart set on. Buying impact that didn't happen, so he wanted a wrestling company, so he got the NWA. You know, he got set on no, we're we're going into to protocol and I'm just putting the brakes on this for now, and that's what we ended up getting. There was no swaying him. Yeah, and, and I think look, let's 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 be honest, right? As a businessman, I'm a businessman, and I'll tell you this if if my company's hemorrhaging money. I'm going to do what I have to do to stop the, the loss. Right. And, and we're honestly, we're lucky that they didn't just shit can the entire thing and put it in a closet somewhere because there yeah. were times that Billy was even considering doing that. Yeah. They could have sat on it for a couple of years and, and then came back to it. Yeah. And, and Dave Scooby says what might've been, I mean, it, look, yeah. we, there might not be an NWA today. This, this might've become the, uh, you know, New Japan Strong podcast, you know, I mean, so many things could have happened. This could have become the MLW podcast because it very easily the NWA could have went away. Yeah. And, uh, and that's not to say that they would have survived during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. They still could have went away. Even by running, that could have just sent it's, it into a death spiral. Yeah, for sure. I mean, all that, all that could have happened. It literally yeah. could have happened. So, I mean, as much as we shit talk the NWA from time to time, um, my TikTok got banned last week because I was apparently bullying. The only person I consider I was bullying is the NWA. So uh, I, I was banned on TikTok for going live for an entire week. Um, but it's not really bullying. It's just we want to see the best for the NWA. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like to think that I never give out give out anything but constructive criticism i i'll say this man i think um collectively all of us i i feel like if we say something that's mean it's not mean-spirited and i think if right. we say something that they don't agree with 
it's not because we're trying to shit talk them. I think it's honestly, it comes from a, a place of wanting to see better. Yeah. And I, that's why I tune in every uh, twice a week, you know, because I, I, I want to see what they're going to offer me and, and fingers crossed it's, it's better this week. You know, that's yeah. not always the case. And it happens. It's, uh, it, you know, I, it, if I get one or two solid shows of, of power in USA a season, awesome. You know, that's great because I don't expect to like everything. Exactly. And, and like, with that being said, right, I've never been disappointed. Let me phrase that. There's only been one pay-per-view that I've been disappointed by in the last uh, two years. Yeah. Only one. And everything else I've been very either happy with or content with. I've never, outside of one pay-per-view, I didn't say, oh, man, this sucks. So okay. USA and Power are a lot like me and Homework. Doesn't always, doesn't always work out. <laughs> but their pay-per-views are like me and Tess. I'm nailing them every time. Well, one, you know, and, and, and the NWA, they, they, they nail it every time. I'm like you there, there, there hasn't been one that I haven't walked away from and been like, yeah, that was, that yeah. was bad. I, I was at Crockett cup night one in, in Nashville. And although there were some things that were questionable, the way that the show ended was very like abrupt in the yeah. live. It's, we were all sitting there like waiting for something else to happen. The other shit, the, the other shoot a fall. Yeah. Uh, but it was still a pretty good night of wrestling. Yeah. I mean, uh, oh, I love this. Thank you, Luthez. Give me honest, brave reviews over bullshit rave reviews any day. Yeah, man. Like, there's no reason to do that. No. Uh, I see a lot. And I'm not pointing this directly at anybody. And just for the record, Gary Horn is somebody I call a friend. Will Martin is somebody I call a friend. So I'm not even sending this towards them. But there are people out there who feel like the NWA can do no wrong. And I'm, I'm like, are we watching the same show? Yeah. And, and again, as somebody who's covered this brand extensively for the last 15 years with my rose colored NWA goggles, right? Even I'm going to tell you when I think something sucks. And, and uh, you know, two weeks ago, the power surge with, with pretty empowered who I like both of those gals very much hated that episode. Yep. Thought it was the worst episode this year. And when I thought, I'm a, when I'm a fan of something, I I I I invest in that. And if it's not what I expect, I'm I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh well, you know, this happened or that happened. But oh, you know, I'm going to give it. A, I, I no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I didn't like that. If I if I take a bite of food and I don't like it, I'm not going to spit it out on the table, but I am going to spit it into a napkin and be like, "Yeah, no, I didn't like that." Have you ever had so for, so for me? I I like almost all foods, right? I'm not a big fan of mushrooms, and I'm not a big fan of Indian food. That's about it. I'll eat everything else, but I am such a picky eater. I. I used to be, and then like I kind of like, 
Like I used to hate tomatoes, right? Like I couldn't eat tomatoes. Salsa, yes. Ketchup, yeah. yes. Yeah. Like a tomato on my burger, oh, it's the worst. But now, like I'm like, yep, put the tomato in. In fact, nope. put extra pickles in it. Give it nope. all. Nope. No pickles, no onions, no tomatoes, <laughs> no lettuce. I am a meat and potatoes guy. Steak and baked potato. Don't give me no green beans. <laughs> my mom, my mom is five foot tall and told me every meal you need to eat your vegetables to grow up to be big and strong (laughs) i am a i am a foot and two inches taller than my mother (laughs) my dad is five foot ten i'm six foot two there's nothing small about me i'm not i'm not a big guy but i'm not a small guy either and i never i never ate my vegetables whatever what about portobello mushrooms? Willie's trying to talk me into it. Oh, yeah. I, I'll eat fungus all day long. Wow. I, I like mushrooms. I, I sauteed, roasted, stuffed on pizza. Can't do it. <laughs> so good. Um, real quick, another Tyrus joke because this one's also very clean and funny. If you want to see Tyrus real mad, take away his refrigerator. And freezer dishes, empty his cabinets, and his pie and hot dog eating heavyweight title. Um, I don't think there's enough time to empty his cabinets. There's nothing big enough to pick up his refrigerator or his freezer, and there's not enough room. I, I don't think he's got enough room for all of his dishes. I want to see what that hot dog eating title would look like. Furthermore, furthermore, I wish I had that kind of fu kind of money. Just so that I can make that belt and be like, hey, Tyrus, you're my favorite. I made this belt for you. Here you go. And it's just a giant hot dog eating contest. <laughs> I mean, he'd probably punch me right in the face, but it'd be worth it. I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. He, like, look, I don't know the guy. I've never said two words to him. He is very charismatic. I know some people don't like him because of his political views, and that's perfectly fine. I don't agree with his political views either, but he seems like a nice guy. From everything that I've heard, the dude's a sweetheart. (laughs) Like everybody, everybody loves the guy, regardless of where he goes. Everybody loves the guy. Yeah, you know, and and that's awesome. I, I, you know, I think. I don't agree with his politics or anything, but this is America. Everybody has, has a right to their own opinion. And if he, and if somebody is willing to give him a platform to speak his opinion, get paid, bro. Yeah. Get paid. Look, I am a, I'm a bleeding heart liberal, but if Fox news wants to pay to put this podcast on their station, I'll take that money. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, let's let's move on. I don't want to get too political. <laughs> too late, J. Cal. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about what happened on Power. I thought it was a pretty good show. Like you said, meh. Um, I, I do feel like last week's show was such a palate cleanse that um, I'm, I'm willing to see what we have for tonight. And again, I thought it was pretty good. The show kicks off with... Um, uh, Marty Bell and Natalia Markova in the ring. Uh, this is obviously the tag team match featuring Taryn Terrell and Natalia Markova versus Marty Bell and Allison Kay. 
Now, the dynamic between Marty, excuse me, by, between Natalia Markova and Taryn Terrell has always been a little off. Um, yeah. He, you know, watching the show, they don't seem to get along. They don't seem to have, uh, they don't seem to have, uh, to be on the same page real quick. I'll pull up the graphic. I am a big Taryn Terrell fan. All right. Thank you. Uh, um, <laughs> so the, so the, so the match, and, and we'll find out later, they, they are not on the same page. Um, at first, it seemed like Taryn Terrell was managing Natalia Markova, but then and now they're tag teaming together. It's an interesting dynamic, but the best thing about it is it was a different tag team, and it seemed like they were a legitimate tag team. Even though this is the first time they've really teamed together, at least storyline-wise, they have a relationship. Even if it's a shoddy yeah. relationship, even if they're not like on the same page, like, just give me something different every now yeah. and then. And that's that was refreshing to me. Um, Marty Bell starts off the match again, um, and she's quick to get off and sit on the Russian supermodel. Markova takes, like, a lot of punishment early on in the match. Uh, her and uh, Marty Bell and Allison Kay are quick on doing those hot tags uh, and do a series of double-team moves on Markova, proving why the heck we're the women's tag team champions. Um, they're they're very in sync. They're very good together in the ring. Very fun to watch. Um, yeah. Taryn is able to use her like uh, her flowing skirt to kind of distract Marty Bell. She throws it at her, which gives Markova just enough time to get back on uh, on the offensive side. Uh, she hits what I'm going to call a split leg DDT. Basically, she or she's going to DDT, but uh, a stunner. Like a stone cold stutter, yeah. but of a drink and a beer afterwards, she was doing the splits. It was a very interesting way of doing it, and I could totally see her making that her own down the road. Um, and this is where it starts; the wheels start falling off. There's a lot of blind tags. Taryn tags in and, and takes advantage of Marty Bell first, trying to get the pin, uh, then you know putting in some offense herself. They get pushed back in the corner, and then Natalia makes that quick tag and. And then the pair are just working over Marty Bell. And it's kind of funny because early on, Natalia's taking the brunt of the punishment. Now Marty's taking the brunt of the punishment. Um, and the, the, the two start um, basically because they're not on the same page. They keep tagging one another in. And uh, at first I kind of thought maybe Taryn Terrell isn't 100% yet. Maybe they're doing these quick tags just to let her get in the match and then get out before she takes any real – punishment right because you know i know that she had some concussion issues and that's why she wasn't wrestling for a while maybe she's still not 100 percent um but again taryn and, and natalia exchange tags in between punishing marty and then uh and then lo and behold uh while they're fighting over who should be the legal person uh marty runs over tags allison k who just whoops ass um yeah. They end up winning the match with that hex marks the spot on Taryn Terrell, which that kind of changed my mind. Maybe she's not hurt, but uh, it looked like it was a very safe, safely done move. I like the match. What'd you think? Uh, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Anytime that the hex are, are wrestling, I, I enjoy that. Marty Bell and, and Allison Kay, they just, they work together so well. Um, I like the pairing, uh, the tagging. Pairing of Markova and Terrell. Uh, <clears throat> I don't, and this is a hot take here, I'm not 
a big fan of Markova. I don't. She's she's all right in the ring. I there. I, I think a lot of people may be blinded by assets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it, it just she she's fine. It, I, she's okay. I she I feel she has a lot of room for improvement in in, in the ring. So I think pairing her with with Taryn is good. Plus, they've got that that bad chemistry together. So tag team that doesn't get along is always an interesting thing, you know. Especially if they can gel while they're in the ring. If they can find a spot where they gel in the ring but still can't get along, those are always interesting storylines. Well, and let's not forget either, right? Like that's kind of a trope that Billy loves. Uh, we yeah. saw it with. With Stephen Kratos, we pretty saw it with, yeah, we saw it with uh, Jackson and, and uh, Mayweather. Yep, you know, they couldn't get on the same page. Yeah, as Luthes says, that's a Billy staple. But yeah. I, I feel like in this in this sense, if they can keep doing this and kind of grow as a tag team, I think it would be compelling. Uh, to what you said, I get the Natalia Markova. Um, you know, I, I know some people would say, oh, she's gorgeous and stuff. She doesn't really do it for me, but I think she's – I like her in-ring. Uh, uh, I, I feel like she's kind of an assassin in there. And, and yeah, I know that she's not, like, the cleanest, you know, crispest wrestler. No. I still think – I like what she brings to the table. Um, I mean, Taryn, that's a different story altogether. But, but Natalia, I, I get what you're saying, though. And, again, maybe as a team – if Taryn is healthy, they can hide some of each other's weaknesses. Right. But, um, I thought they did a great job as, you know, it was, they should have lost. They were yeah. fighting women's oh, tag yeah. champions. They weren't on the same page. Makes it even better that they lost. Yep. Um, I would like to see them more of them down the road. Um, going to the next segment, we get Kyle Davis with Homicide. Now, I love Homicide as a wrestler, but man, man, his promos. He is all over the place on his promos. Like, when Eddie Kingston was around, you know, and they were a tag team, it was cool because Kingston did all the talking and Homicide just, you know, looked at the camera and, you know, you know, that's all we got. You know, we didn't need to see him cut a, you know, this in-depth promo. Um, You know, the NWA... I think they should not do these kind of promos or or give him a manager that can help cut the promos for him because he's a he's an outstanding talent but promos are not his bag. No. And, uh, Kyle accuses him accuses homicide of reverting back to his old ways, which is what I hate about the NWA is they act like we've all been watching every single person that's ever been on the program. So as soon as they show up, we should know their history, right? Yeah. If you're just now tuning into the NWA, you might not have known Taryn Terrell was a impact world champion. You might not have known Homicide was a, you know, ROH world champion, multi-time ROH tag team champion. You might not know the blood feud that, uh, that he had with Steve Carino, where he literally caused Steve Carino to go deaf in one of his ears. Like you might not know any of this. Right. And I, yeah, think- I, 
I didn't know who Rhett Titus was before he showed up in the NWA. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, Ring of Honor just wasn't one of, it wasn't in my wheelhouse. I never seemed to catch it. And so I wasn't something that I paid attention to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's, 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 uh, if you don't know the history, then like, it's kind of hard to follow this. So like, if you didn't, based on just homicide in the NWA, he seemed like a very happy go lucky guy who's now all of a sudden becoming a bad guy, but they're like, Oh, he's reverting. Well, I didn't know. If yeah. you didn't follow ring of honor, you didn't know. Um, James Bell says he loves homicides promos. All right, man. Okay. James, I still like you, man. There's no hard feeling. Uh, James, the other James, says Homicide needs a Paul Heyman-type manager speaking for him. You know, I'm going to go the complete opposite direction. I'm going to say Homicide should be managed by Danny Deals. Take Danny Deals away from the ill-begotten and put him with Homicide. Yeah. I Two hustlers would... together. Yeah. The, the I... hustler and the muscle. Yeah, it would be at the very least that it would be different. Yeah, yeah, um, I like it. <laughs> I just came up with that. It just hit, just hit me. Um, but Homicide says he hasn't changed. That he's a fighting champion, and that the I'm paraphrasing here that the Royal Crown Junior Championship is what he lives for. It is his happiness. And if you don't like how he wrestles, you can kiss his Puerto Rican ass. All right, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, side. Thanks, Notorious. One eight seven. I don't know. I I don't like his promos. I love the guy. I I'd love to see him wrestle. Yeah. Um, what he lacks in his promos, I think he has heart. And when you watch those promos, I feel like he, it's a good guy just trying to come out, but it's not working. And I watch uh, him a lot like Steiner Matt, like the Steiner Matt <laughs> promo. Yeah, yeah. I, I see enjoy that. them. They're not great, but the, but I still enjoy them. It's still homicide. Exactly, and you know, what? I'd rather listen to a homicide promo than you know Austin James Idol commercial. Yeah, or or James Mitchell talking about uh, the miserably faithful. In yeah. Any sense. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's get back to the show then. After that, oh god, oh god. We get May with, and I don't know if you guys have picked up on this vernacular, but this is what I'm going to call him. You feel free to call him whatever you want, but he's the question mock, right? Because we had the question mark who was Josephus who passed away unexpectedly uh, during the middle of the pandemic. And then we have the question Mac, which is Rodney Mac, Red Dog, under right. the question mark mask being represented by Aaron Stevens, which is insulting in so many ways. Then they bring in the question mock, and I call him the mock because it's still not the question mark, and I'm not going to call him question mark two. I'm going to call him the mock. And the mock says he's wrestling to honor the memory of brother. And I literally put in in my notes, I fucking hate this. It's so disrespectful. It's so degrading. I don't even know who the guy is under the mask. I don't want to know, but his his homage to the question mark is not very good. No, um, it, it it comes off as offensive to me. So, uh, go ahead. It, it looks. 
I have an idea of who it is. I don't want to put it out there because I really like this wrestler. But I got an idea of who it is. I want you to DM me after the show. Yeah, I will. Because I really like this guy. But it, it... The question mark was something that was completely organic and the crowds got behind the crowd got behind the crowds yeah. I was correct that the crowds got behind yes and became something special for yeah. the NWA yeah I have I have a question mark shirt I have the karate shirt in red it hangs in my closet I won't wear it I don't want to, yeah. you know, and Josephus was a special individual and whether you liked him or not, the very least you have to respect the fact that he was able to galvanize a fan base after two days of TV yeah. where a lot of the people in that crowd were just done. Right. And he comes out and wrestles Ricky Starks and we're all expecting Ricky Starks to just beat this jobber because yeah. There was no like pomp and circumstance when he came out. He just came out. We're like, who is this guy? And then a couple of karates and chops and you know, like the old Mongolian stomper and 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 stuff like that. It was like, hey, this is entertaining. Yeah. And I don't know if we talked about it on this show or if I talked about it on the pre-party, but at one point during the TV tapings on night number two of the first power tapings one of the cameras got damaged uh, the lens got broken they had to replace it so there was about like a, like a good 15 minutes of downtime and about eight of that 15 minutes was the question mark running around the arena just firing up the fans yeah and so like wait what what is happening here and he would go hey and everyone would go hey and everyone would get into it and and it like i was oops just kicked the camera uh, and I was there. I got wrapped up into it. I was like, "This is fucking great!" Yeah. And and uh, yeah. So so it was such a great feel good moment. They went back to Atlanta for more tapings. It was over. They put him in a feud with with uh, him, partnered him with Aaron Stevens to feud with Trevor Murdoch. It was perfect. It was all yeah. good. Um, where things went on the sideways is when. They brought Aaron Stevens into Championship Wrestling from Hollywood to do those primetime live pay-per-views that featured a blend of United Wrestling Network talent with the NWA. We we had a tag team title match. Yeah. We had Aaron Stevens uh, challenge, you know, uh, James Storm and Eli Drake for the tag titles, and we all just assumed it would be the question mark, but it wasn't because that by that point, Josephus and Billy were no longer working together. And that's that's what that that's what makes this even worse is because it, it's known that they didn't end on that that their relationship didn't end on the best of terms, and now we're getting this, and it, it's it almost feels like the the yellow polka dot singlet. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It I, I don't like it. I don't like that. You know, that whole pay-per-view, uh, when they came back, they gave Aaron Stevens that title match against Nick Aldis to 
commemorate Josephus. It nope. literally turned Aaron Stevens' entire character from a, a shit-eating heel grin to a uh, grin? A heel grin? Yeah. Okay, whatever. You get what I'm saying. He yeah. was a, a shit-eating grin heel yeah. who, who uh, was, you know, was cheated every chance, became a babyface because they were trying to honor the legacy of Josephus. And that should have been left at that. Yep. And that was it. And if you wanted to put Aaron Stevens in the question mark mask <laughs> for a few matches to honor his, his late friend, I'd have been fine with that. I'd have yeah. been really cool with that. But all of this, all the chicanery, forget it. That's um, a good word, chicanery. I love that word, and I use it as often as I can. And it's <laughs> not and it's not spelt shit cannery. It's like chicanery, yeah. but it's I go with it. Carlton says the question mark is something that cannot be duplicated at all. Sometimes you can't strike gold twice. hundred no. And I almost felt like Sion was kind of brought in to be like the opposite of Josephus, right? To be yeah. the question mark, which was perfect. Yeah. He didn't have the fans behind him. He yep. wasn't silly. He was very serious. He was the antithesis to the question mark. And I, he played that role perfectly as the mass mystery man. And, yeah. and, and even saddled with Sion and being Austin Idol's son and all of that, still remains very serious as a wrestler, completely yeah. opposite of the question mark. So then um, <laughs> James Bell says, the only good thing about the questions is they can't have a three-way match. <laughs> oh, shit. Try, don't say it. Oh. Um. If we see this or the Rolando thing come about, I'm blaming everyone in the chat. Every single one yep. of you. Yeah. I'm going to print out a shirt that has a scarlet B on it for bad booking and I'm going <laughs> to hand it out to you. Uh, James H. Jackson says, I have a question. Why is the NWA even doing this? I don't know. I feel like there's so many stories that they can be telling. Like, interesting stories things that are compelling that are going to make me want to buy a pay-per-view like more ec3 and tom latimer more nick aldis and and uh odinson more trevor murdoch and and matt cardona and entire any of that but we're wasting time on this and i see media media is back in the house and i'm just going to show real quick it is the off-brand kirkland signature sparkling ice uh <laughs> Uh, black pear, black raspberry flavor. I know that medium five cares. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, all right. So again, terrible situation. Um, terrible promo. Even May, May is like, uh, hey, uh, do you have a visa? Because you can be deported. I'm like, that's the best way to end this. Just yeah. deport them and let's and, yep. and let it let it die. Um. Then we get the match. Question mock versus Casey Rocks. Now I'll say this: I don't think Casey Rocks has looked as good in a match as this one. Um, but I hate that I have to watch this. I hate that Stevens is there wearing a singular latex glove, eating a slice of pizza. Um, I hate the facts that Rocks is so small that even by junior heavyweight standards, he'd be a small guy on the TV show. I I, I hate that uh, he's wrestling against a Mongrovian. Um, I hate the fact that the mock is able to catch rocks in this match and kind of just throw them around. I hate the fact that we're not seeing even a, a wrestler who's 
paying homage to to uh, to the question mark with the silly over the top karate moves, but yet a wrestler who's just bad. Like I, I didn't. All kidding aside, you said you know who this is. I don't know who it is. I didn't enjoy the wrestling. It seemed very convoluted and very like too methodical. And uh, I don't know. Um, I have one like for this entire match. Let's hear it. When the bell rang and it finished. <laughs> because yeah, it was it was bad. And it, that that's the the wrestling that we saw from the question mark is why I don't want to publicly state who I think it is. Yeah. Because the wrestling that I saw is not indicative of who I think it is. But that could be because they have a mask on. I'm not sure. Oh, Luthes. Heard... says, makes me wonder if Russo is ghost booking. No, they don't say bro enough. Uh, Willie Bowen maybe said, that's maybe, and, and maybe that's the, maybe that's the, to throw us off. They don't say bro. <laughs> uh, Willie Bowen says that would be as bad as Mr. T trying to wrestle. I mean, I saw that too, and I would rather watch Mr. T wrestle than this. Um, we, what we didn't even get to is mid-match. Stevens interrupts it and says, and I quote, this is why I hate wrestling. And I'm like, finally, me and Aaron Stevens agree on something. Right. <laughs> like, right in the middle of the match. I hate that I have to be here. I hate that that guy's dressed up as the question mark. And I'm like, yeah, man. Yes, you're saying exactly what I'm thinking. Um, nothing about this guy's uh, repertoire was in line with the question mark except for that Mongolian spike. Yeah, and at least he did that effectively. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, again, that that uh, if I was giving this show an A, that brings it down to like a like a B minus. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next match we have May with Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona, um, and this is kind of refreshing um, because May acknowledges that they might be the power couple of the NWA. We often hear Tom and and. Camille referred to as that, but honestly, Camille's the women's champion has been for some time. Tom hasn't done a whole lot. Cardona was world champion for some time, uh, but once he was injured and lost that belt, now, you know. Anyways, uh, Cardona uh, answers May's question that he doesn't care who he pins at hard times three, which I think is, that, that was a decent question. She says, yeah. hey, uh, you know, do you care who you beat? Because you have history with Murdoch, and he's like, no, I just want the title. I don't care who I beat. Um, and then, and then Chelsea says something we're all thinking. May asked Chelsea, "Do you still have your eyes on the Burke?" And she goes, "Do they still pay you to ask these stupid questions?" I'm like, "Thank you." And I don't usually pick on May. I like May a lot, but that was dumb to me. Yeah. Why else would she be in the NWA if she didn't have? Her eyes set on that title. I mean, if you want to partner her with uh, another female talent, maybe even bring in the Virtuoso, right? Maybe bring right. in Perrazzo, and they can run the tag team division, both in the NWA and Impact. Uh, then, then sure, then you could say, okay, well, maybe they want the women's tag team titles. But as long as Chelsea Green is flying solo in the NWA, of course she wants the Burke. She's challenged yep. several times. Of course that's what she wants. And I kind of agreed with her with her sentiment with May. Like that was a stupid question. 
And it was. It, there was no... Like you said, she doesn't have a tag team partner, so why else is she there? I sure Matt's there and the Cardona family's there, but she's got other hooks out, other lines out. You know, she's she's in she's in a player in impact, so yeah. Well it, 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 again, it's just uh I know that they have to have May spend some time with them, but but uh, like something better, right? Uh yeah. like you know, the, a question she could have asked is, you know, I know you're still in the hunt for the women's title. Who would you rather face Chelsea Green? Or, yeah, who would you rather face Chelsea? Would you rather face Camille or Kylan or or Taya? And at least you could have had some insight. Um, this, again, <laughs> May, as the I, off, May says, you're, you're mean. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Or could have asked her, you know, it. I know I, I I know that you carry the 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 women's tag team title and impact, but here you don't have Deanna, so naturally you're going after the Burke, but why haven't we seen you? Yeah. That why haven't we seen you? Perfect. Uh media brings up a good point, and we were talking about this earlier in the season because they kind of had a de facto tag team of uh, Chelsea with Maxine Taylor. And I'm telling you right now, that is a license to print money. When mm-hmm. you're talking about a, a promotion that is sorely short on women talent for a tag team by putting Chelsea with Max, you have the, like, uh, like you said, the ultimate odd couple. Uh, yeah. I think that would work. Right. It would work well. And they could go after the titles. And if they beat pretty empowered, would you be shocked? No. They got Maxine Paylor's on that team. And if if they go and fight the Hex and the Hex don't win the titles, are you shocked? Hell no, because you got Maxine Paylor on that team. It would have been so good. And them as a pairing plays right back into how Billy likes his tag teams to be at odds with each other. And and they wouldn't even – I mean, you could definitely play that role, but you could just play the role as Chelsea's like, look – I don't care. I'm a champion. I don't care who I team with. Right. He's the muscles. I'm the beauty and the brains, you know, period. Um, yep. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Um, so then we get uh, probably my favorite match of the night. There, were, the, the, the main event was really good, too, but this was fun for me. It was the national championship contender match. Thrill Billy Sil- Silas with our friend Poyle Lamar uh, taking on Dax Draper, Dak Draper, excuse me, and Chris Adonis. Now, going into this, I kind of felt like this was going to be a very telling match. I thought Dax was going to win it. He was my pick to win it. Um, but I thought if if Chris Adonis wins, it means that, uh, you know, they're going to push him back into that national title. And I could easily see him defeating Sion to become a three-time national champion. Right. If Thrill Billy Silas wins, it's going a completely different direction, which is fun. I, I love yeah. the idea of fun, but I don't know that Thrill Billy Silas was going to overcome Scion. Again, this is all, you know, right. guessing, right? Predicting. But to me, I think Dak Draper is the guy that the NWA wants, right? Yeah. I'm not calling him like Nick, Nick Aldis esque. He's nowhere near that level but he's got a great look he's, yep. he's a good looking dude 
and he can wrestle pretty well. Yeah. So any one of these guys would have been an interesting match with Sion. I don't think there would have been a bad match considering, but uh, I think the right guy won, at least as far as I'm concerned. Um, but the whole time I'm thinking Adonis is going to win this because Adonis is, you know, former champion. Uh, Draper shocked a lot of people on his advancement and Silas and Poyo are just, uh, you know, running wild in the end of the They have a lot of opportunity ahead of them. Um, yeah. As, as always in triple threat matches, they're able to separate somebody from the ring. So it becomes a one-on-one match. Adonis uh, gets the early exit. Um, and then we get a, basically a good match between Silas and Dak the entire time. The Thrillbilly is working on the lower back of Draper. Um, Adonis tries to get in the inside of the ring, and Silas just punches him in the face, which I kind of – the more I see the Thrillbilly, the more I like him, and he kind of reminds me of the things that I like about Trevor Murdoch right now. Yeah. Just kind of like a roughhouse, and I'm, I'm good with that. Yep. Um. Once Adonis does get in the ring, he's a house on fire. A series of clotheslines followed up with a spine buster on Silas. He's looking really good, looking like he might come out on top here. Adonis has Silas in a master lock. I'm thinking this is over, right? I'm thinking the match is, you know, checkpoint. Then Draper makes a save and connects with his, uh, like, a kicks kicks uh, uh, Adonis right in the face and then is able to pick up Silas, who's a big dude, and hits his finisher the maximum KO. To head to hard times three. Silas looked really good in this match. Adonis looked really good in this match. But Dax looks like he's the next big thing for the NWA. What do you think, Jeremy? Um, I, I have to agree with you there. It, it it does seem like Dak is the one that's getting put that's getting this that's getting pushed right now as a favorite. And and that's that's fine. You know. Um while I wouldn't have been upset if all three, if any of the three of them won, this one made the most sense because we haven't got to see a lot of him yet. So I don't see him winning the title, but I do see him putting, I do see him and Sion getting a nice little lengthy amount of time in the ring to show what he's capable of doing. And, <clears throat> Coming close, but not not securing not securing the title. I I think I agree with you. The way that they booked him in this in the tournament, like you know, he got that disqualification victory over Jax, which was a great way to neutralize Jax out of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I felt like a uh, I felt like he had that run going into the tournament where I mean he beat some pretty good competition to get there. And then the fact of the matter is, uh, I think he plays very well into the Scion style of wrestling. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to get a very good match between the two. I yeah. do agree that I think Scion's going to walk away champion, but I'll be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if it went either way. I really wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't either. Um, with Adonis, I think Adonis was mainly there because it was a three-way match and to help guide it along and, and set the pace and tone for it, you know, and, and, and that's fine. That it, I I'm fine with him being in that role. I, he, for me, he doesn't necessarily need to have a, have a strap anymore at this point. You know, he can be a powerhouse and win matches here and there, you know, to help further a guy and then, and then lose to him 
in a, in a rematch down the road, you know, to elevate him that much more. But I think that the, the, the Dak was a good, was a good pick for it because Silas is, he brings a different element to it that I don't, at this moment right now, I think it's more advantageous for him to continue building up who he is without any type of hook anymore or not hook, but any type of criticism you're carrying a belt and you're acting that way. You know, um, real quick, I'm going to jump in some of the comments. Uh, medium five says I wasn't happy seeing Draper win. He just got in and already taken on Sion. No, rather see Silas or Adonis. And I get that. Like your sentiment's not wasted on me. I think, I think any one of those three guys could have a good match with Sion. I think the most technically sound match would be Sion and and Draper. That's why that's the match I was kind of looking forward to. James yeah. says uh, I like Dax Draper in Ring of Honor. Has a real good. He's a real good wrestler. I didn't see him in Ring of Honor. I'll be honest. He's kind of new to me. Um, but I have gone to watch some of his matches, seen some of his promos, and I think he is the kind of guy that the NWA could surely invest in. He's a lot oh, younger. Wow. Everything all right? Oh no, the it, I was reading the the comments as they're popping up, and he's it, James says that he's beat Dak. He's he has wins over um, Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham, Flip Gordon. Well, there you go. Yeah. So uh, I, from that aspect, for from a booking standpoint, it kind of makes sense. While he's not necessarily established here, this will help get him established. Absolutely. You know? And Luthes threw, threw up one. A good old-fashioned draw wouldn't be a bad idea either. No, exactly. Uh, I, I time agree. limit on it and, and, and let it go the distance. That would be a good one as well. Uh, Willie says uh, Dax Draper is a future world's heavyweight champion. Or national heavyweight champion, I could see both. To be honest with you, he's a younger guy. You know, yeah. um, there there is an older group of wrestlers in the NWA, and you know, not trying to be mean, not trying to speak ill of anybody, but you know, how much longer can Tyrus continue to wrestle? How much longer does Trevor Murdoch want to continue to wrestle? You know, how much longer are these guys going to be viable as your top contenders for the ten pounds of gold? We've seen Tim Storm kind of. Even though he has a shot at the title at some point down the road, he's kind of been circumvented and in, in more of a broadcaster, which yeah, is yeah. fine. Uh, you know, it's natural progression, but at some point, he's just not going to be able to wrestle anymore. And, yep. and when you see the, some of these guys on the roster who, let's be honest, you know, they're, they're our age. They're, they're 43, 45, 40. You know, they're not going to be able to do this forever. And you do want to have some young up-and-comer guys, like uh, Dave Scooby said. You know, you got to build up talent for future contenders down the line. Yep. Uh, James, the other James, James Bell says Dax did a promo on YouTube leading into this match that was really good. You see the Briscoes releasing homemade promos. The NWA talent needs to take more control of promoting themselves and the NWA. You're starting to see that a little bit. You know, uh, uh, Silas did that really good. Uh, yeah promo right before the national title uh, match, the MLW national title match. And then we got a really um, impassioned promo from uh, Luke Hawk not too long ago. And, uh, you know, even Aaron Stevens coming out of the shower to 
I don't know why he was actually promoting. I kind of changed it because he was coming out of the shower. Um, and I think, you know, just more comments because this is kind of, uh, this is, you know, this match impacted a lot of us here. Uh, Media M5 says Draper's only going to get pinned by Sion. Wouldn't they want at least to have Draper on a win streak? Well, I mean, he is on a win streak, and a win streak starts over as soon as he, you know, if you lose one, you, you're back on the winning streak once you get one under your belt. Yep. Uh, Media M5 says he was, what is that, GPPD in Ring of Honor? I don't know what that means. But, oh, he was good. He was good in yeah. Ring of Honor, but this isn't Ring of Honor. He's still new to the NWA and their audience. Yeah, yeah. So, Scooby echoes that that time limit draw would build them both up. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Camille and, and Allison K had that match where they went to to the draw, you know, and that was a fantastic match. And and that's the thing too, like uh, we we know that AK is a is a tag team champion, but I mean she was a women's world champion too. And I honestly yep. believe I believe that Thunder Rosa was such a uh, polarizing figure in the NWA that they were forced to put the belt on her. Yeah. I think AK was a long-term plan for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Luthez with the Tyrus is the next Paro champion. <laughs> oh man, that's that's rough. Oh man, Lou, when he comes back, you're gonna feel bad for saying that. Uh, James says, in five years from now, guys like Draper will be vital to the NWA if other offers don't come along for him. Yeah, I see that too. And uh, media. Media says uh, they need to promote themselves on social media. NWA isn't doing it on the NWA social media. At least have NWA stars do their own video and have their NWA air the promo segments on their Twitter. I agree with that. Yeah. You were about to say something, Jeremy. I cut you off. Did you, did you want to um, say? I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> Willie Bowen, you sly fox. I'd rather see Allison Kay or Genocide coming out of the shower instead of Aaron Stevens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> James, have you had some special mushrooms tonight? He says that the the picture above your head, Jeremy, has moved during the show. Oh, no, that's that's because uh, I'm on my phone. Gotcha. Um, and then Media M Five says, speaking of Paro, what the f happened to him? He just ghosted. I don't know what happened to him. Um, I don't know if he was injured, but he uh, after Crockett Cup, he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. I'm not going to speculate why. I don't know. Um, I've got to speak to Paro a little bit uh, personally. thought he was a nice guy. Uh, I really had high expectations for him when he returned to the NWA. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully he can return and redeem himself because I know his last few outings weren't exactly ideal. Yeah, they weren't thrilling. Yeah. All right. So then uh, the next matchup for the night. The next segment, uh, oh, yeah, we go right into Taya versus King. Now, we kind of explained this earlier, but, you know, this match was built all on the back that Bully Ray considered it. Uh, he, he thought that um, Kylan King would have made the better opponent for uh, Camille. And because Taya didn't pin Kylan King, uh, he felt like he had a, a, some, a good point. But sure, I, I guess that. But again, to me, the whole idea that you can negate a number one contenders match because you didn't defeat both opponents tells me that the triple threat match is not a good way to determine a number one contender. 
like we saw earlier tonight. Right. And uh, that perhaps maybe if you're going to have a number one contenders match, if you're going to have three people, it has to be elimination style going forward. Yeah. I, I, any anything going from this point on, any type of number one contenders match that involves multiple parties, if it's not an elimination match, just know that there's a good chance the match will get recalled later. Which I, the whole idea of that's dumb to me. But yeah. uh, this was a great match. Yeah, knew that Kylan King was going to bring it. Taya is a is a walking five star match as far as I'm concerned. I haven't seen her have a bad match in the NWA yet. Um, as always with Ty Valkyrie, she makes every top women's wrestler look human. And what yeah. I mean is, you know, you look at Camille and she just looks like this, you know, Asgardian Valkyrie in the ring. And then you put Ty in there and all of a sudden she's not so big. She's not so bad. Right. Same thing with Kylan King. You look at her and she's like, wow, she looks like a million bucks. And you, and it's not to discredit them at all. It just shows you how great Taya is. You yeah. put her in the ring with her, and, and she's no longer this dominant force. She's just another wrestler. Yep. Um, the pair exchange kicks early on in the match. And then before uh, before the King gets very aggressive with uh, the AAA reign of the Reigners champion, um, she slams Taya onto the ring apron. Very, again, aggressive, which is great. You don't see that a lot in women's wrestling is that, you know, to, to steal a term from the WWE, that ruthless aggression. And we see a yeah. lot of that in this match, which I, I dig. Um, you know, King carries Taya in a fireman's and slams her head into the ring turnbuckle. And that was just the vision. Like, I'm sure it didn't hurt. I'm sure it was fine. But the visual of it looked pretty nasty. And uh, But then the tide changes. When the King charges towards Ty Valkyrie in the corner, uh, Ty is able to sidestep it, and Kylan eats a ring post. And that changes the whole dynamic of the match. Um, Ty gets even more aggressive and borderline sadistic working over that arm uh, with arm ringers and literally just throwing her down to the mat. Um, it, what's funny is that Ty still takes a minute to like uh, smile at the camera if yep. it's the attacks on, on Kylan which to me is just terrific. Yeah, um, yeah. Then, um, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, so then the, the Kylan, Kylan finally escapes the punishment, and she starts working a, uh, a submission leg hold. Um, although in peril, Taya is able to smartly get to the ropes and then puts Kylan into her own leg lock. So now each competitor has been put in some sort of uh, submission hold on the leg. Um, at one point, I thought the referee should have counted Taya's shoulders down because yeah. she was literally laying flat on her back and he didn't even make an effort to count the three, which I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, Taya is able to get to, to break the hold. Then Taya, excuse me, uh, King is able to break the hold. Then Taya tries to put her in the wear lock, but the King escapes that move as well. And now we get a point where they're kicking each other, which is fine, except for that both competitors were in long, grueling leg locks yeah. and show no wear or tear from that. And I get the whole uh, All Japan, you know, King's Road style, you know, uh, no sell these finishers, but man, nothing takes me more out of a match than that. 
You know, they weren't limping. They were doing strong style kicks. And it's like, wait, wait, you were just in an ankle lock. How are you able to keep yourself up for kicking like that? Even something as small as just a, ah, whenever they made contact, you know, and then kind of limped on it while they were waiting to deliver their next kick would have been enough to suffice for me. You know, the little things. Exactly. Exactly. And, And if you, if I see you grimace in pain, then I, then you're selling the move at this point. They weren't selling. I guess that's fine because these are high stakes, but I don't know. Um, but here's the thing, though. It makes it that it, it shows that it's that much more high stakes if you are selling that you're hurt, but still willing to hurt yourself even more. Yeah, that's a good point. You know. <clears throat> because you've got you've got between now and and hard times to recover. You still got three or four weeks that you can recover. So, or, you know, why not put it all out there? If this is your number one contender and you're hurt, show it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, but again, uh, they exchange kicks. Then Taya manages to get uh, to capitalize on um, Kylan hitting the mat. And literally curb stomps her in the ring. Normally, you think yeah. that'd be the end of the match. Uh, I saw Super Dragon destroy many of professional wrestlers with that very move. And uh, oh, I got to change batteries. Um, and uh, this only got a two count, which again, that kind of geeks me up. Again, I just kind of contradicts what I just said. But like, I, I want to see them fight through the pain. I want to see them struggle to get this victory. Right. Right. Um, and then so the King had to continue to fight off the submission holds. But she would win the match with an Excalibuster out of nowhere. And I don't even know how she pulled it off. Like, I was, I watched it a couple of times, and I was like, wow, she really did just pull that out of nowhere. Um, a good victory here for Kylan King, who seems to have nothing but good victories in the NWA. Um, it's a post-match celebration. Tyra shows a sign of respect to Kylan King, which I thought was really cool. Because, you know, Tyra's not really a heel. Kyle right. out of heel, so they you know did the right thing and showed respect for one another. I'll, although I'll be honest, if someone robbed me of my number one contender spot, I don't think I'd be shaking their hands afterwards. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I may have give them gave them a okay, but not a. I'm, I'm not raising your hand or anything. Maybe, like a, fist, that, no. maybe a fist bump and like a you know. I look away. I don't know that she was so cordial afterwards. It's uh, but again, you know, but again, they're not, she's not a heel and, and neither is Kylan and, and sportsmanship is always a good thing. You know, our boy media, I think tonight, man, I think it's, you've been a little wild tonight. Media. He says, fight through the pain, like the apartment wrestling women in the ads on the old wrestling magazines. Oh, man. He also said, uh, I enjoyed that cami cool the leg lock shots. You're on it today, media. Man, <laughs> get this channel banned. Willie says, Ty should have been in the Sir Mix-A-Lot video. You guys, man, I, I love you guys, but that's you're getting wild tonight. And that was power. So as we break down real quick, we're going to just look at some of the matches that we have set up for hard times because it's hard times that are coming here in New Orleans. I'll be there. I got to buy my tickets, but I'll be there. And we're going to see 
Kerry Morton. He will have a chance for the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, but he does not have a graphic with Homicide. This is I true. Know, I don't know if Homicide will be in that match. I don't know if Kerry Morton will be in that match. I do know that the Fixers will be taking on the Spectaculars, and I know that because they have a graphic. Yep. <laughs> and I know that Dak Draper will take on Sion because he has a graphic. And to a lesser extent, I know that uh, EC3 and Tom Latimer will be facing each other. We now know that Kylan King will be the opponent on hard times. And we know that we have a triple threat match for the World's Heavyweight Championship. So that's uh, that's night one. Uh, well, that's hard times. And then also uh, secondarily at the Revolution Rumble, which is a uh, power trip taping in conjunction with Wildcat. The only match announced so far is a Wildcat uh, Sports Revolution Championship match, which I have no idea what that title stands for or means. And I don't know who Nathan Bradley or Chuck Devine is, but I'm interested in getting to see what they have and what they will bring to the table on Sunday night in Chalamet, Louisiana. I know I like the I like the graphic for the Revolution Rumble. It gives me old school Masters of the Universe vibes. Oh, let me pull that up. Yeah, I get what you're saying. A little bit of the Pirates of the Caribbean with the ship in the back too. Yeah. Or is that more like Robin or not Robin Hood? Uh, Peter Pan. Ah, uh, both have pirates. So. All right. Um, now. You're not going to to Louisiana for this show, correct? Correct. But you are. What's let's gauge your your interest level in this pay per view. Are you going to watch Saturday night? Are you going to check it out when uh, when you have a chance later? How do you feel? I, I'll watch it. I'll watch it Saturday night. I'll watch it when it airs. It's it. it I'm going to because it's the NWA. I want to see what they're going to do. You know, at the end of the day, regardless of what criticisms I may say or, or, or whatever, I don't invest hours of my time <laughs> into something that I that I don't care about. That's fair. And, and you know, we uh, we again, you are not paid for your time on, on this channel. No. Nope. I mean, I guess technically I am because we get views, but like honestly, it's not the the amount of money the channel makes versus how much time we put into it is not comparable. But um, I do appreciate you being here, and I do appreciate everyone giving their opinion. And I I just like to know, like you're fired up about it. I'll be honest, I'm not feeling it. I'm going, and I'm going because I'm I'm going to meet DKM for the first time, and I'm really excited about that. But I don't know. I'm not really feeling the pay-per-view um, so far. Like, I, I know that Kylan and and uh, Camille will have a great match. I've seen it already, though. You yeah. Know? yeah. And, and with that being said, Ty We'd and... We've already that, seen Ty and Camille as well. Right. And, and there's really not a match inside the NWA we haven't seen with Camille. So, like, uh, that's what makes me think maybe we're going to have a title change. Um, Dax versus... Scion, I think that was probably uh, that's a match I am kind of looking forward to. 
Um, we don't know who we're facing the tag team champions yet. Tom and EC3, I, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Believe it or not, Aldis and Odinson, I think, is going to be a good match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do, I'm too. A, I'm not a huge Tires fan. I'm not a huge Matt Cardona fan, but I do like Trevor Murdoch. And I, yeah. I'm hoping he gets to walk away with that belt. I'm wondering what Tim Storm's going to do that he has a, a challenge for it. I mean, if Matt Cardona wins, couldn't Tim Storm just come out and challenge him for it right then and there? If if Tyrus wins, can couldn't Tim Storm just challenge for that title right then and there? Yep. So again, I don't I don't I don't love this pay-per-view, but I'm I'm excited to be going to Nolens. So I'll I will be happy about that. But uh I, I'm waiting to see some more matches. I'm waiting to see how it all plays out. You know, um I would watch it regardless, but I'm not super excited about it. Right. Right. And there's, it's, I'm not fired up. It is, I, I wouldn't say I'm exactly fired up for it, but as I, as, as we both stated earlier, it is an NWA pay-per-view and they always deliver on those. The, the show itself is always good. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, and I like I said, uh, I think it can be good. I just don't. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I hope I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, but I guess that's gonna do it for us tonight. I mean, we we broke down our conspiracy theories with graphics and this pay per view. We broke down how we were looking at. Uh, the way that uh, these privileges, these number one contenderships can be taken away. Yep. Uh, we we kind of broke down power for you and we took a small, tiny look at the pay-per-view. I'll be back on Tuesday. Jeremy will be back on Wednesday and hopefully on Thursday, it'll be a full Alliance guys uh, uh, program. So again, thank you guys so much for being a part of this NWA fam. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, we do have, merchandise available if you guys are interested i just got my beautiful sweet alliance mug this is i did not buy this when i first put it up in the shop and i've seen a couple other people pick it up and what i love about it is my fat hands can actually fit in there it is a beautiful mug i i again i encourage you all to check it out uh the merch link is in the bio so check it out if you're interested if not that's cool too i just appreciate you guys hanging out with us on tuesdays right and Wednesdays. Yep. Um, Dave Scooby said he'll be there. And I forgot Dave Scooby's going to be there. I yep. got to meet up with Dave Scooby too. And uh, anyone else who's going to be there, message me. Let me know you're going to be there. I'd love to meet you guys. Um, I'm going to bring some uh, some hats. If you guys want a hat, I'll be happy to give you one. I've only got a few left, so we'll see. But uh, all right, that'll do it. Again, thanks for your time, Jeremy. Thank you guys for checking Not us out. Uh, until next time, we will see you at the matches. Thanks for joining the stream. This has been a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode? I'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. before NWA Power. You can find us on social media at The Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are The Alliance.